you made it! The finish line is in sight, 2020 is almost behind us and that of course means that it is time for a yearly tradition that we have here at the Membership Guys where we're going to be looking back over the past 12 months and counting down the 10 most popular episodes of the Membership Guys podcast. Let's do this. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. All right, thanks for joining me today on episode 286 of the Membership Guys podcast, the final episode of 2020. And I know that a lot of you listening, and I'll admit me too, will be wiping your brow and sighing in relief at the fact that 2020 is almost done. A couple of days to go and we'll have survived what has been one crazy crazy, crazy year. So we're not going to dwell too much on just how insane 2020 has been. Instead, we're going to celebrate the Membership Guys podcast as we do every single year. The final episode of each and every year that this podcast has been running, we like to take a look back at the 10 most popular episodes of the show over the past 12 months. And we have a little fun counting them down and giving you guys a little taste, just in case you haven't heard those episodes, or a little reminder, a little recap of some of the key points that we covered during those particular um, installments of the Membership Guys podcast. So... Let's have some fun with this. If you want the links for the episodes and any other notes and resources, you can get them over at themembershipguys.com slash 286. That'll take you straight to our show notes with all the links to the episodes we'll be featuring today. So let's start things off by revealing what was number 10 in our countdown of the top episodes of the Membership Guys podcast during 2020. Number 10 was... Episode 241, that was an interview uh, between myself and Martin and Lindsay from Jammy Digital, who, which is a web design and content marketing agency here in the UK. So this episode was all about working with web developers, working with web designers, and specifically whether or not you should try to build your membership site yourself or whether you should be looking to hire help. Here's a little clip from episode 241 with my interview with Martin and Lindsay from Jammy Digital. So you need to be really, really careful that the conversation that you have with any potential web designer is about the strategy, is about what can that web designer do in order to help your business move forward. They're going to be asking you more questions than you're asking them. You know, it's not a case of I'm speaking to three different web designers and I need to make sure that who's got the best price. You know, you're not getting a quote for a garage. This is important. <laughs> so that's why the questioning model that you have needs to be very much, you need to have an open mind. You need to say, listen, thinking of hiring a web designer, these are my goals. This is what I'm thinking of. What do you need from me in order to make this a successful project? Put it on the web designer's plate. Say, what can you do to assist me in growing my business? Not, 
can you make me a great website for this amount of money? You know, you need to get a gauge of how much in the way of advice that they they can give you, how much experience do they have? Um, and, and ultimately, they should be asking you things like, what, who's your target market? You know, how can we appeal to them? They talk about brand colors. They talk about attracting those people, but at the same time, how you can engage your potential members in order to take the action that you want them to take. These are the kind of conversations you want to be having with any potential web designer rather than them just being a yes man, which is yeah. the biggest sign of a bad web designer is someone that says yes to everything that you suggest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always say. So big thanks again to Martin and Lindsay for coming on the show. Their episode number 10 on our list of most popular episodes of the Membership Guys podcast during 2020. So on we go. We're going to be counting down to number nine. And that was episode 253, seven things to do before releasing your next piece of membership content. Here's a clip from that episode. Tip number two is to actually show people your planning and your production process. People love a glimpse behind the scenes. And thanks to the likes of Facebook Live, Snapchat, Instagram Stories, it's now easier and more compelling than ever to pull back the curtain on your business. So as you're creating your membership content, snap a little photograph of your notepad where you're actually plotting out what your course will come actually contain. Or if you use a whiteboard and you're doing some initial brainstorming for that next course, that next tutorial or other content, take a picture. You can share this on social. Do a time-lapse recording of you rehearsing your slides or designing your workbooks. Maybe take little clips of outtakes when you're recording video or audio. If you mess up, you accidentally curse, you say something funny, grab that. These are all fantastic little snippets, little glimpses behind the scenes that you can actually share in the build-up to releasing a new piece of content. You could even reach out to your wider audience and get feedback from them about the sort of topics and the sort of things that you're going to be covering in your content. Or maybe do a poll to get them involved in choosing the title for your new course or the artwork to go on a slide. Doing this sort of thing on a consistent basis is a great slow build way of raising anticipation amongst your existing members for the new stuff you're creating because you're teasing them as well. But at the same time, you're creating awareness with your non-members about what you're actually offering inside your membership too. I really enjoyed recording this episode and I got a lot of great, great feedback about it because so often when running a membership site, we tend to be putting out so much content, whether it's free content that we use for marketing or whether it's content inside our memberships, whether it, whether it's courses, tutorials, even live Q&As where we don't tend to think about that as content. And so it's real easy to just get into this grind, to get into the treadmill where you're just releasing content and not putting as much thought into the promotion of that content, into making sure that your members are all aware that this content is coming, making sure you're tapping into the promotional opportunities that adding such a great new piece of content to your membership can open up for you. And so that tip from uh, the episode that you just listened to there about showing people the behind the scenes while you're actually creating the content itself, 
that's a great, great way to use social media. If you have a waiting list for your membership, it's a great way to keep them engaged. It builds interest, it builds anticipation, and it readies people for the fact that this great piece of content is coming. So if you don't already have a particular topic covered in your membership and you're about to release something that will fill that gap, if your members aren't aware that that new content is coming up, then they might look for their information elsewhere. They might go and buy another course. They might go and join another membership. And so making sure you've got this kind of build up, this ramp up to when you release that content into your membership can be so, so useful. And a great way of ramping up that anticipation is showing people the behind the scenes of you actually producing that content. So that episode, episode 253, is packed with useful pointers and tips for key things that you should be doing before you release new content into your membership that will help you to get the biggest bang for your book and to make an impact and to make sure that you're making the absolute most out of this great new content that you're releasing. So head over to themembershipguys.com forward slash 253. That's the numbers. 253. That will take you straight to the episode. You'll get the show notes, you'll get top tips there, and you'll get links to related resources. So episode 253, seven key things to do before releasing your next piece of membership content. That was the ninth most popular episode of the Membership Guys podcast. Counting down through our top 10, number eight was episode 242, my interview with Cara Chase about how you can use Pinterest to market your membership. The fundamental thing that you have to understand with Pinterest marketing is that it is not social media. It's actually a visual search engine, and it has much more in common with Google and even YouTube than it does Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, any of the traditional social media platforms that we use. So at its core, it functions on keywords. And to make it really simple, as a business owner, you know your keywords are about what you're teaching, what you're doing, the problems that you're solving. So it's a really easy step to go from how do I do my keyword research on a search engine like Pinterest mm. and get my content in front of my audience that is looking to solve these problems. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that mischaracterization is definitely something I've done, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and so on. You just include it in that list because I think it came to prominence almost around the same time. There's a lot of aesthetic elements that are kind of similar in terms of the branding and all that sort right. of stuff. But it, it has always struck me that it's, it is a very different animal to those kind of platforms. It's not driven by likes or comments and certainly doesn't seem to be driven by the same type of almost social interaction. And that only, engagement. Yeah. Right. You know, that little clip that I played there, that tiny little bit of information was a game changer for me in terms of how I perceive Pinterest, because it does get lumped in with all the other social media channels. You talk about Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Google Plus when it existed. But 
Cara pointing out that Pinterest just isn't a social media channel in the way that we understand them, in the way that we tend to use these kind of platforms. It is a search engine. It is a visual search engine. That completely threw me and honestly it totally changed my perspective of where Pinterest can factor in to the marketing, the promotion of your membership. We changed what we do on Pinterest. We changed a whole strategy, which to be honest, it was always a little bit of an afterthought. It was kind of like, okay, so when we release a new podcast, when we release a new piece of membership content, we'll get a promo message and a promo image out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And that's kind of that box ticked. But that's not how to use Pinterest. That's totally against what Pinterest actually is, which is a search engine. So that interview kind of blew my mind. If you've been thinking about using Pinterest or maybe you've been using it and not getting the results that you wanted, you want to check that out at themembershipguys.com slash 242. That'll take you to my interview with Cara Chase. Of course, remember, you can get all of these links for all of the episodes in our top 10. You can get them over at themembershipguys.com slash 286. That's this episode, episode 286. That's probably the easiest, the quickest way to be able to get all of these links rather than firing off to each of their individual pages and trying to remember all the links that I'm giving you <laughs> during the show. So themembershipguys.com slash 286 to get all the links to our top 10 most popular episodes. Big, big thank you to Cara Chase for being a part of our eighth most popular episode of the year. So now it's time to find out what was our seventh most popular episode in 2020. <laughs> This was episode 266 about why the signal to noise ratio is key when it comes to membership community engagement. What you need to consider is the signal to noise ratio. How much of the activity in your community is actually useful versus how much is just noise? surface level interaction, repeated questions, shallow conversations that don't really add anything to your membership or contribute towards members making progress or achieving what they are there to do. Now, the importance of your signal-to-noise ratio will depend on what role your community plays in your membership. And that's something not every membership site owner thinks about, what the purpose of their community is. They're aware that community is important. They know that they want somewhere for their members to connect, but they haven't thought any deeper than that about the role their membership plays to their members and within their overall strategy. Is your community somewhere for serious, meaningful discussion, for in-depth, practical support? Or is it somewhere for people to just hang out and chat casually, but it's not necessarily a significant part of your value proposition. It's there more for people to connect. Essentially, is it a study hall or is it a pub? Somewhere to learn or somewhere to hang out? And if it is just somewhere to hang out, then that's totally fine. You're not doing anything wrong. And in that case, your signal to noise ratio is less important. The balance between quantity and quality isn't going to have a detrimental impact on your community. So that was a clip from episode 266, all about the signal versus noise ratio. Honestly, 
The feedback that we got on this episode really, really hit home the fact that this just isn't something people think about. When people are trying to kind of set goals or benchmarks or expectations around how engaged their membership community is going to be, they do base it around how many posts, how many comments, how much activity is there. They don't tend to think beyond that surface level and consider the arguments of quality versus quantity. So if you really, really want to get the most out of your membership community, you want to check out that episode. That was episode 266, why the signal versus noise ratio is key to membership community engagement. And that was our seventh most popular episode of the Membership Guys podcast during 2020, counting down to number six. That was an episode from earlier in the year, 237, all about whether or not you should allow competitors to join your membership. So the basis for this episode, what inspired it was actually a situation we had where someone joined our membership and right away we kind of flagged them as a direct competitor. Uh, When someone joins Membership Academy, we have a little onboarding questionnaire. So we ask a few questions just about essentially who you are, what you're looking to get out of the academy and all that sort of stuff that helps us to point you in the right direction. And this person outright said, you know, they want to use our materials to teach other people to start memberships. So that set off a big red flag because often when people say that, what they mean is they want to basically just take our videos, take our uh, worksheets and uh, essentially pass them on to their their clients, which is a no-go absolute no-go and so anyway this it it took a few twists and turns we let this person stay and ultimately we paid the price for it so um it's an interesting story that uh, is worth listening to the episode just for the story alone however it then obviously we then expand out into talking more generally about how you should approach competitors in general and what you might want to do if someone joins your membership who you feel might be in competition here's a little clip from the episode where we're talking a bit more about your general mindset, your general approach to competitors joining your membership site. Don't instantly reject the idea of someone coming on board because someone joins your membership, there's a potential that maybe you could get to know each other and potentially team up and create training material for your community. Maybe they could even become part of your faculty. Maybe they don't want to run a membership. Perhaps they are in the same market and they're a competitor in the sense that they are another expert in the field, but they have no intention of putting in the time and the work to create a product that actually competes with yours. So maybe they could contribute instead. ScottsBaseLessons.com, which again, we talked about a bunch of times. It was a membership we were very heavily involved in. They basically used competitors, other bass guitar teachers and experts and industry figures. They actually got those guys on board to become part of their faculty, to create workshops and to do seminars for their membership. Even if you don't take things that far, having another expert voice in your community only adds to your value proposition. Think about it this way. If somebody knows that they can get access to you and to this other person, inside your membership, that makes them more likely to join, right? So even if your competitor has their own product, if they hang around inside yours, it makes yours more attractive. They get two for the price of one. 
Now, that person who's joining your site might actually be there because they don't consider themselves a competitor. Maybe they actually look up to you. Maybe they are there to learn from you. So I enjoyed in that episode giving the contrast between kind of the, the bad experience we had, which would probably put anyone off allowing anyone even resembling a competitor to join their membership, but then contrasting that against other examples like with Scott's Base Lessons, where actually people you might consider to be competitors in a space, actually you can turn that to your advantage and potentially turn them into contributors. And overall, just not being scared about competition while also keeping your wits about you. So if this is something you struggle with, or even if you just want to hear the end of the story that I mentioned, then you definitely want to check out episode 237, Should You Allow Competitors to Join Your Membership? There's a very good reason that that was our sixth most downloaded episode in 2020. On to number five, which was... Episode 272, celebrating the fifth anniversary of Membership Academy. So this is the most recent out of all the episodes on this countdown. Of course, it stands to reason that some that were released a little earlier in the year have had a bit more time to pick up those listens, to boost their count within our top 10. But this is an episode we actually recorded just a month or two ago as part of our Member Palooza celebrations, which was a week-long live event, virtual event, that we did to mark the fifth anniversary of Membership Academy. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you will know that every year around about the yearly anniversary of the Academy, Callie and myself do a very special episode where we just talk through the previous 12 months. We kind of don't pull any punches. It's it's warts and all. So we talk about the ups, certainly, but we talk about the downs. We talk about things that went wrong, things that maybe worked, but affected us negatively in other areas. It's an unusual and unprecedented look behind the scenes of our business. You know, we're kind of raw and vulnerable and put it all out there for all to see in a way that you often just don't get within the online business space. And that's exactly what we did in episode 272. However, of course, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and as I'm sure that you don't need me reminding you of, 2020 has been a very volatile, very different kind of year. And so we talk about how we've been impacted by by the pandemic. We talk about the fallout from running our first ever live conference last year, um, Retain Live, which I, I think the last anniversary episode that we did, we, I believe, were just about to run that event. And so we pick up in episode 272, we pick up where we left off in the last year. And we talk about the massive highs and lows of running that conference, the impact it had on our business, all the other stuff um, that has taken place over the last 12 months. Here's a little clip from episode 272. 2019 was a very busy year, especially the the back half of the year. In addition to Retain Live, we just completed a big rebrand in July 2019, which was a massive undertaking. The name of Membership Academy changed from Member Site Academy to Membership Academy. 
Finally. (laughs) Finally, four years in, which brought with it all sorts of extra workload and logistics to take care of. We also were real hard at work in August, September time on the online membership industry report, which was released just before Retain, actually, because we really crunched to get that released before the event so we could include some of the findings. It's the first report of its kind for the online membership business space that has benchmarks, it has stats. If you've not seen it, you can head to membershipbenchmarks.com and you can download for free. You don't even need an email address. Uh, and that we were real proud of that because this industry hasn't had good data to, to work from. Yeah, and it's been one of our biggest frustrations that when people say to us, what's the average churn rate, what's the average income, things like that, that we're pretty much just guesstimating. But yeah. now we don't need to because we've got actual facts from our audience on on how their memberships are doing. Yeah, and having that data has been really, really valuable for us in our content creation, in being able to fill in some of the gaps in our wider audiences understanding of the membership world over the last 12 months since we released that report. So it's been a big, big thing that we were real proud of. But again, it was something that was a lot of work, all kind of piling up. And at the same time, we were also hard at work at writing our second book behind the membership, which again, the one and only Callie Willows is is largely responsible for it's derived from her very popular podcast series behind the membership and we turned it into a book so if you want a little peek behind the curtains at the membership guys then head over to the membershipguys.com slash 286 you'll find all the links to every episode that we have talked about today including that one right there, the fifth most downloaded episode of the Membership Guys podcast, episode 272, celebrating the fifth anniversary of Membership Academy. That's quite fitting, right? The The episode about the fifth anniversary is the fifth most downloaded. Yeah, yeah, that's not as interesting as I thought it was in my head. Never mind. Let's move on to number four in our countdown of the top 10 most popular episodes of 2020. <laughs> That was episode 250, all about how to use free content to sell your online membership. Here's just one of the tips that we share in that episode. Your existing member base is a never-ending resource of marketing assets. Find ways to leverage your best members, your most successful members. You could create entire pieces of content around them. You could feature them as interview guests on your podcast or on your video stream or even a written interview. You can create case studies where you're actually diving deep into their journey, where they were, where they are now, and of course, the role that you played along the way. So you can create entire pieces of content around your best members, or find other ways of featuring them in a smaller capacity in other bits of content. So if you're looking to use examples within your blogs or your podcasts, rather than looking for the biggest names or the most successful people in a field, look to your member base, look for ways in which you can use those as examples of the sort of things you're talking about in your blog post or your podcast. Reach out to them, ask them for a quote, ask them for a a soundbite or a tip that you can include in your article. You're shining the spotlight on them. 
This is incredible social proof because it's one thing you constantly being the face of your membership, constantly talking about how great it is, constantly being the only voice that is associated with your membership. But it's another thing entirely to actually start showing the faces of your member base, of the community. So that's just one of the ways that you can use your free content to promote and to sell your online membership that I shared in episode 250. And pretty much everyone who has a membership site, most people certainly have some form of platform. They have a blog, they've got a podcast, they've got a YouTube channel or what have you. And so it's a no-brainer to utilize that platform as a showcase for your existing members. In fact, quite often, if you run a podcast where you feature interviews or anything where you might have guests, it actually saves you a lot of work because without something like a membership, you have to go out there and research and and really hunt for the right kind of people to bring onto your platform. When you have a membership site, you've got a ready-made pool of people to choose from and showcasing them on your platform as we said, not only raises awareness about your membership, not only gives an opportunity for organic discussions about your membership site, but it showcases the caliber of members that you have so people want to be with them. And when they join the membership and they see those people in the community, they feel like they know them and they know a little bit about them. So that was just one of the tips that we shared in episode 250. It's good, good reason why it's the fourth most downloaded episode of the past year. It's packed with practical, actionable tips that you can implement to really make sure that you are capitalizing on the free content that you put out there as a vehicle to sell your online membership. All right, third most popular episode of 2020 was... That was episode 249. So actually the episode before the last one, episode 249, eight things that you need to know before starting a membership website. This is kind of the the stuff that people don't tell you, the stuff that those of us who get several years into it wish we knew starting out. So if you're at the beginning of your journey, maybe you're going through the process of planning or researching your topic, your concept, maybe you're in the mix of of building the membership and all of that, this is a must listen. Like, stop what you're doing, make sure you've listened to this, make sure that you are clued up on these key things from episode 249. Here's a little clip featuring just one of the things that you need to know before starting a membership. Thing to understand about memberships is that they are a long-term business model. A short-term mindset won't get you very far when running a membership website. If you're looking for a get-rich-quick shortcut, then you are barking up the wrong tree. Memberships are all about playing the long game, one which is based on recurring revenue that will grow and accumulate steadily over time. Now, that might not be as attractive as the prospect of selling high-ticket items like online courses and the big spikes in revenue that those bring, where once or twice a year, you're getting all of your revenue on one day, and so it looks impressive. Memberships and the recurring income that they deliver 
don't look as impressive on the surface level compared to things like selling courses, but that recurring income gives you a far greater stability and is a much stronger base to build your business on long-term. You're getting paid month after month after month after month, and this builds and it accumulates over time. So you need to be in this for the long haul to recognize the long-term nature of it and not get distracted by some of the people who are out there talking about, hey, you should sell courses instead. I used to sell a course and last month I launched and I made all this money. Actually, you know what? That comes with a feast and famine cycle that memberships help to overcome. So that's just one of the areas that we talked about back in episode 249, the mindset that it takes to make a membership site successful. Honestly, is one of the things we do see people struggle with the most, especially if they've been running a different type of business, something that's more transactional or something that's service-based. The long-term membership mindset, it's an adjustment. It can be counterintuitive to how you might have been running your business before. So it's definitely something you need to prime yourself for before you start your membership. If you want to know what else you need to know, the other key things that you need to know before starting a membership site, then you want to listen to episode 249. Remember, you can get all the links to all these episodes at themembershipguys.com slash 286. That's definitely one to check out if you're early on in your membership journey. Okay, it's getting close now. We're into the top two. Which episode is going to take the crown of the most popular episode of 2020? I know you guys aren't as invested in this as I am, but hopefully you're enjoying this anyway. Hopefully it's helping you pass the time as we approach New Year. And it's giving you some, you know, a little heads up on which episodes that you should revisit or maybe go back and binge if you're newer to the show and you missed them first time round. But yeah, we're just having fun with this. I know that, you know, there's not a whole lot riding on the line for the top 10, but you know, you have to, you have to humor me at least once a year. All right. Anyway, the second, so just missing out on that top spot, the second most popular episode of the Membership Guys podcast in 2020 was none other than episode 240 featuring Gavin Bell in which we discussed how to use Facebook ads to promote your membership. Is there such a thing as a safe boilerplate approach strategy for Facebook advertising? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there is. It's going to vary from every industry and business, obviously. But if you want to succeed on Facebook, the, the simplest thing you can do actually isn't anything to do with Facebook ads, really. It's to do with content marketing, which you and Callie are obviously excellent at. The thing is, with Facebook and Facebook ads are really just a tactic that we can use to get a message in front of somebody. And so what we need to do is look a little bit deeper. And if we start to do what you guys do in creating content, specifically video content, ideally from a Facebook ads perspective, but it doesn't really matter. And if we can start to build an audience through our content, so people watching our videos or building the number of people coming onto our website or getting more and more people coming onto our email list, then we can use Facebook ads to, first of all, distribute that content out to people that we think might be interested in what we do. So for example, someone that you that you know as well, and we work with Scott Devine from Scott mm -hmm. Space Lessons. He's 
fantastic content creator, creates video content that teaches people how to play the bass guitar. We then promote that content out to people on Facebook, you know, people that have an interest in bass guitar, people that have shown some sort of interest in, in learning to play the bass, which is great, which means we're able to build audience, we're able to build brand awareness, and it doesn't cost us very much either because all we're doing there is providing people with free, valuable content. Now, everyone can do that. You know, when I listened back to episode 240 and that conversation with Gav, I found it refreshing. It's really refreshing to hear a Facebook ad specialist kind of say it's it's not about Facebook. It's not about finding the silver bullet or, you know, the, the magic formula to unlock the secrets of Facebook. It's part of a bigger picture the the focus on audience building the focus on strategic and smart use of content marketing as opposed to constantly being trying to find this boilerplate this template this proven combination of things to do that will guarantee anyone's success so this interview if you if you've been looking at using facebook ads or maybe you've heard a few different ad experts talk about their secret sauce gav is definitely a break from the norm. So make sure you check out episode 240, my interview with Gavin Bell about using Facebook ads to promote your membership. Of course, if you are a member of Membership Academy, we've got a fantastic workshop in there from Gavin Bell on three Facebook ad funnels that you can use to grow your membership. That workshop pairs very, very nicely with our own dedicated course in the Academy, all about using Facebook remarketing for growing your membership in which we share the specific step-by-step process that we use ourselves and that some of our clients have used to great success. So if you are looking to really, really get the most out of using Facebook ads, listen to this interview with Gav, that's episode 240. And if you're an Academy member, check out Gav's workshop as well as our course on Facebook remarketing. All right, we are there. We have reached the end of our countdown of the top 10 most popular episodes of 2020. All that remains is to crown a winner. And that winner is... The most popular episode of the Membership Guys podcast in 2020 was episode 235, Nine Simple Marketing Tactics That'll Get You More Members. And this was a very, very special episode because it was actually taken from one of the sessions, one of the talks that I delivered at Retain Live 2019. So this was an opportunity for those of you who weren't able to make it to our conference in Newcastle last year to get the inside track on the specific tactics that I shared with the audience at that event that are super simple and easy to implement, but will move the needle for your membership. Not only do we have a huge amount of listens, a huge amount of downloads for this episode, we got lots of incredible feedback and lots of people executing on the advice that we shared during this episode and getting results and sharing those results with us. So it was no surprise whatsoever when I saw that that was the most popular episode of 2020. Here's a little clip of one of the tips that we shared. Every single membership should have a cart abandonment 
strategy. There is no excuse to not have this. If someone hits your checkout page, the shopping cart, and they do not complete that transaction, you need to do everything you can to get them back on track to joining your membership. It is, short of people actually joining, it is the strongest indicator that someone is in a position to buy and there's just something that hasn't got them there yet. Sometimes that something might just be distraction. They were just about to sign up and then the phone rang or their their kids got home from school or, you know, there was a funny clip on YouTube that totally threw them. Or maybe their credit card or their debit card was at home. They couldn't remember their passwords for whatever. You need to get these people back, get them back on track to joining your membership. These are your prime potential customers. This is why it's good to use a platform like ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft, ConvertKit, the sort of platforms that enable you to do automation and to trigger a chain of events after someone visits a checkout page, but then doesn't go through with the transaction. You can actually trigger a series of emails that go out to them. Even just to say, hey, we noticed you were going to sign up, but you haven't yet. If you're having problems, if you're having any issues, or if you have any questions, hit reply. Just that something that gives the opportunity for you to perhaps remedy the thing that has stopped them from going through with signing up. Okay, so that's just a little taste of why this episode was our most popular episode of the Membership Guys podcast in 2020. And that is it. Our countdown is over. So too is this year, this weird winding, challenging, unprecedented, how many times have we heard that? Crazy, crazy year. Here's hoping that 2021 won't be quite so tumultuous. All right, thank you so much, not just for uh, (laughs) humouring me as I count down the most prestigious award of 2020 for our top downloaded episode, Um, but also just for your continued support for listening to the show, whether you just discovered us today, whether you've been listening to us since day one, I truly appreciate each and every single person who spends even just a small part of their week listening to the show. Thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for all the reviews. Thank you for every time you've recommended someone listen to the show, every time you've shared a link to an episode. It means so, so, so much to us. We are so appreciative, so grateful for all you guys who listen and everything that you do and everything you do to enable us to reach even more people and help them to tap into the power of memberships as a vehicle for freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment in their business and in their lives. That is it from me for another year. I'll see you on the other side. Have a great new year, and I'll be back again in 2021 with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast.